the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Innovators Network. Welcome to the heart of innovation. 60 minutes that can save life and limb with new breakthrough ideas and innovation changing the healthcare landscape. Brought to you by patient advocacy group, thewaytomyheart.org. In partnership with Cardiovascular System Incorporated's patient advocacy campaign, Take a Stand Against Amputation. Here are your hosts for the Heart of Innovation, Emmy Award-winning journalist and founder of The Way to My Heart, Kim McNicholas, and interventional cardiologist and founder of the Save My Piggies Health Education Series, Dr. John Phillips. And welcome to the show. This is going to be a fun one. It's going to be very casual. We're going to be just talking off the cuff. It's all about innovative holiday gift ideas for vascular patients, whether it's for people with coronary artery disease. It could be for people with diabetes because diabetes is a vascular disorder. Also friends with peripheral artery disease, which is plaque buildup in the leg arteries that restricts blood flow to the lower extremities, meaning the lower legs and the feet. So we have a lot of friends joining us. We have a live studio audience with who we call our PAD warriors, PAD warriors. PAD is the acronym for uh, peripheral artery disease. Um, Dr. Phillips is here. Nurse practitioner K is here. We have so many people that are going to be chiming in. This is going to be really fun, don't you think? I think so. I mean, um, we have to be thankful that we have so many people joining us, right? It's uh, Thanksgiving week. So, Kim, how was your Thanksgiving? It was It was really good. We actually went out to dinner this first time, and I practiced what I preached the gravy and the stuffing at the restaurant did not meet what I <laughs> would say are hard, healthy requirements. So I ended up with a beautiful, beautiful wild salmon. It was delicious, actually. That's, so now, that's all. Now, were you? Did you ask the the wait staff or the chef to maybe prepare something kind of with some of the ingredients that we talked about last week, or that just probably a no, or was it just a no go? We kindly suggested that they use a little xanthan gum, and I even brought some with me, and they didn't want to use it. It was an unopened package, too. <laughs> I said, just take some bone broth. <laughs> I know you have it. Put it in a blender, and you have a good gravy for me. I'm sure but that's no, just that, what they that wanted. That was a no-go. <laughs> I'm sure they just, that's what they wanted to hear, you making suggestions on how to cook. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Although, if we did have nurse practitioner Kay's nephew, who's in yes. Scotland... Uh, Thomas Freer, I bet you he would have done that for me. He, he works yeah. at Seamill Hydro, which is that five-star um, resort and restaurant. He would have done it for us, wouldn't he, FK? Absolutely. No matter what I've asked him mm. for, he's always come up with an alternative way to serve it. He's amazing. <laughs> what about you? What about um, you, Dr. Phillips? Yeah, so I, I had to, I worked on Wednesday and then was off Thursday and had to work Friday. It was kind of a slow week for us at the hospital. Um, have some family in town. 
visiting us and and today uh, living in Columbus, Ohio, I got to mention this today is a huge, uh, they call it the game between the OSU and Michigan football, uh, American football that is uh, okay. And um, yeah, so the Columbus is, is rocking this, this weekend. So, and the weather's nice. And again, just thankful that everybody's healthy in our family. So all good. Yeah. If you're ever looking for gifts for doctors, Hey, you got to get to another sports teams. <laughs> That's right. I had chicken salad for dinner. Because <laughs> we for don't Thanksgiving, do except you guys don't have Thanksgiving, right? No, and then it's only an American thing. It doesn't go out with America. They have the Canadian one a month earlier, and then you have yours. But although we were grateful when you all stayed across in the USA, we don't have a Thanksgiving day. <laughs> I'm sure that Dr. Phillips, uh, you you certainly had a heart healthy meal, correct? <laughs> well, we, you know, I, I, so the, here's here's my I'm disclaimer. I'm spot. kind of I, I'm an I'm an 85 15 kind of guy or 90 10. So 90 percent of the time I eat healthy, 10 percent. You know, this life's short, right? So you got to splurge. We we tried to reduce the amount of. Um, you know, fat we put in things, butter and using less butter and more olive oil. But I, I have to admit, I, I did have to put some butter on my turkey as it was uh, roasting. So, um, but, but uh, like a little bit of grass fed butter isn't bad. Exactly. Life, like, and you know, it's all moderation. Moderation's the key. I totally agree. And so with that, I think it's about time for our moment of inspiration before we jump into our topic of the day. Dr. John Phillips, spectacular, vascular moment of inspiration. So again, I have to say that I'm thankful for Aikman and Mike and all the the producers that, uh, you know, help us every day or help us on the weekends here and, and, and put together that, that fun little uh, quote. Um, so today's this is real simple. Um, just was kind of looking for, uh, you know, quotes from from folks about Thanksgiving. And this is a simple one from John F. Kennedy. Is he said, we must find time to stop and thank the people who make a difference in our lives. So there's a lot of folks out there that help us every day. So it's important to to thank those people that are that are helping you. Yeah, I agree. And I have to put nurse practitioner Kay on the spot because she had me in tears several times this week, helping so many of our friends around the world. And she literally was on the phone calling around multiple hospitals helping our PAD warriors in that are spending Thanksgiving in the hospital. And she was advocating for their care. And I can literally say that in two cases so far, just in the past 24 hours, she has saved not only someone's limb, but someone's life. And so we are so thankful for you, nurse practitioner, Kay. I feel for me, it's the way to my heart. So that's all I can say. Well, we forget that very few words unless she's advocating. No, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point that you bring up. Can we forget that folks are spending holidays in the hospital and and they don't want to be there? And so it's important to have empathy and and try to when when we round on them, it's just, you know, you try to say something positive uh, and 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 be a little, you know, ray of sunshine in their in their life that day, because it does suck to be in the hospital over the holidays. And I, I think getting to um, really the topic of the day, the number one gift that you could give anyone over the holidays is the gift of hope. And I think that that's a gift that she brings. I know that, Dr. Phillips, you do as well. You give so much hope. 
you have treated so many of our um, PD warriors um, through the way to my heart. And the number one thing that every one of them says is you give them the gift of hope. And I think that that is critical. If you can't afford anything else, that is the one thing that you can give anyone with any vascular disease is the gift of hope. I, I, I would agree. Um, these folks are sick. Uh, they have a lot of health problems, and, and it's really easy to get kind of down on yourself and, and feel like there's no no other options. And so people like you, Kim, and Miss Kay working around the clock, you know, that time difference across the pond gets you, Kay. But uh, giving people a gift of hope is is, is a fantastic, fantastic gift to be able to give. So, again, we're, we're thankful for a lot of stuff. And I'm thankful for this radio show. So thanks, Kim. I know, me too. And on that note, let's go to break because when we get back, we're going to hit the ground running and we're going to have some really fun gifts to give to vascular patients. We're going to have the serious, we're going to have the funny, we're going to have the not so funny. So you've got to stay with us. So we're going to go to break and we'll see you back in a few. Leg health can indicate risk for heart attack, stroke, and amputation. If you have leg pain or cramps while walking, get checked for peripheral artery disease or PAD. PAD is plaque buildup in mainly the leg arteries. Be sure to ask your physician for an ankle brachial index, also called an ABI test, where they use blood pressure cuffs to analyze the blood pressure in your legs. If they discover you have arterial plaque that's limiting blood flow to your feet, medicine and a regimented walking program are frontline treatment. If PAD is in its advanced stages, your physician may schedule a surgical intervention. Minimally invasive tools are available to remove plaque and restore blood flow, including cardiovascular system's Diamondback 360 atherectomy system, which sands away plaque that is a hard calcium. It's important to discuss all options with your physician, and if told you have no options, get a second opinion. Take a stand against amputation. For more information, go to standagainstamputation.com. That's standagainstamputation.com. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Today, we are talking about some serious but also fun gifts to give patients who have vascular problems, whether it's cardiovascular or peripheral vascular uh, issues. And so, you know, Kim, during the break, we were just kind of chatting about where we wanted to, where we wanted to start off. And we kind of thought, well, maybe we should talk about some clinical gifts that actually are helpful for our patients. And, uh, you know, you had mentioned something simple like a, a blood pressure cuff. Um, most of our patients that have peripheral arterial disease or cardiovascular issues, I mean, gosh, almost half the people in the country have high, high blood pressure, or hypertension. Um, it is, you know, kind of the silent killer. A lot of people don't know they have it. Um, those that do don't often check their blood pressure and you can get a cuff for relatively cheap around the wrist, arm, whatever. And, um, you know, we recommend checking those that have high blood pressure. Um, sometimes we'll ask them to keep a blood pressure log, uh, just checking your blood pressure one or two times a day for, a, you know, a week or so. Uh, cause we want that, that top number typically less than 130. Uh, and then that bottom number kind of in the 80 range. And so a blood pressure cuff is a nice little gift to give somebody. It, uh, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna help them, you know, long term, I think, uh, keeping an eye on their, on their blood pressure and just overall health. 
We also have, I think that's a brilliant idea. And we have Douglas, who is one of our PAD warriors, also has coronary artery disease, just uh, had his open heart surgery. And he is showing us um, on our um, behind the scenes video here, his blood pressure um, monitor as as well. Um, I think that's a great idea. But along those lines, you also have uh, those Fitbits you have for for tracking steps, but you also have the Apple watches and some of the smart watches that can help. They pr- provide an EKG, which mm-hmm. I think is really important as well. Uh, another really great gift idea. What about an oximeter? Because some say that you can plug it on your t- onto your t- clip it onto your toes and get your toe brachial index, and yeah, that I'm- can help let you know if you have blood flow. What do you think about that? You know, I've never had anybody use it for that. I did I've, a lot of patients were buying oximeters during COVID just because people were a little bit worried about, you know, when they had some respiratory symptoms and sure if it was COVID or not and checking their, checking their pulse ox. Uh, that's a cheap, uh, a cheap, uh, you know, device you can buy. Um, I think actually the Apple watch or some of those watches can, can measure your, your, your pulse ox as well. Uh, I do like the Apple watch yeah. for rhythm issues. A lot of patients who have um, problems with their heart rhythm, atrial fibrillation, which is very common and can cause debilitating strokes. It, those watches will pick up uh, rhythm abnormalities. And a lot of times we'll use those as kind of a poor man's, um, what we call a heart monitor or a Holter monitor. So, so great gifts. They're super helpful. Um, and I think the newer Apple watch too, even might tell a female if she's ovulating, which is kind of curious. So a lot of, a lot of information you can get from uh, a sensor, sensor, sensor on your wrist, I guess. Unfortunately, and I know, and I know that a lot of sorry, sorry, Kim. Go I ahead. was told that if the put a pulse oximeter on your toe, it's not reliable. So don't pin your hopes oh, on that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, so interestingly enough, though, we do talk about innovation, right? And real quick, um, the company Medtronic has a device called the FlowMet, which they're trying to, um, you know, kind of commercial or use clinically for us to to help uh, assess blood flow, and that does clip on onto the onto the toe. So that's a pretty cool innovation. Obviously, you're not going to buy it commercially, but we might be using that during our procedures to to see how well we've improved blood flow for the patient. Yeah. Well, and one thing Cody Metrics has one too, especially for diabetes patients. And we also have Catherine Walker. She is the CEO of Revitalist. They have the wellness, uh, the, the treatment centers for people <laughs> to help them with their um, mental wellness. Catherine, what are your yeah. ideas? Well, so with the pulse ox, and maybe Dr. Phillips can help with this too a little bit. Um, patterns are really, really good to look at. So even if maybe being on your foot, if it's not very, you know, um, exact to the number, the nice thing is you would be able to tell a pattern if your foot's dependent. So if it's like sitting on the floor versus if it's elevated in the air, you kind of see a pattern change. So if you saw kind of a difference in blood flow parameters that way, you would see the numbers go up or you'd see it go down. So I would say, don't look at the number, but necessarily try to look at, you know, if it's, if it goes down to zero, then it's not picking up something for one reason or another. And then if you changed your position and it went up, then it would actually show you that it was picking up some type of flow. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah. 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 I think that anytime a patient gets more information, like clinical information about what's going on in their body is a positive thing. Um, And so most of our patients are now, so for example, like the electronic medical record where a lot of their, well, where their medical record is now housed, people are tuning into that stuff and reading their charts and becoming more 
you know, involved and, and insightful. And there are these devices out there that can help, that can help pay patients understand kind of what's going on in their body. So that's a great, you know, the pulse ox on the toe. I've never used one down there before, but who knows, might be an option. Pulse ox, uh, you know, for patients that have respiratory issues, definitely those that might have um, sleep apnea, um, checking in at night to make sure their oxygen levels aren't getting too low. So a lot of stuff out there for, for patients to. And, and to using have. it just as like one piece of the picture, right? Exactly. Sometimes it won't pick up if your feet are cold or if your hands are cold. So, you know, it needs to be like temperature, color, warmth, and the pulse socks, like using it as one piece just to give you a little bit more info to the story. Exactly. And I'm curious, Catherine, uh, one of the things just from a, a mental well-being standpoint, my dad has heart disease. And one of the first things his therapy um, his coach gave him was heart math. Have you heard of heart math? No, I haven't. It's it's an incredible you can get a bunch of their videos, their meditations all on YouTube. But mm-hmm. one of the things that. Um, I, I think is really helpful. I know it's a little expensive. There are some Black Friday sales or um, holiday sales going on for $129. You can get the inner balance trainer. Um, it's an earlobe clip that you wear while you're doing these meditations. And it, it, and it shows you the heart rate variability. So really what these meditations do is they um, teach you that your heart can actually control your brain. It can control your emotions, your thoughts, and it can ultimately um, impact your your overall well-being. And so it creates this conscious connection between the two. And it made all the difference in the world for my dad and his recovery following a lot of his procedures, his heart caths that he had. He had uh, three different ones. And the heart math meditations made a really big difference. So um, whether or not you can afford the inner balance trainer, which is the earlobe clip that allows you to in real time monitor your progress, um, going on to even YouTube and creating a YouTube collection and putting the link in an online card and sending it to a family member could make all the difference in the world. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, no, I've not heard of that at all. But yeah, there's a lot of, um, I actually wear a ring called an aura ring and mm. it helps to look at, you know, your heart rate, your respiratory rate, your breathing, your sleeping, you know, different pieces like that. But it's good because you can see if those interventions, yeah, if they're working. Is that, is that ring is I've often thought about getting one. Does it, does it work? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it works great. Yeah. It works wonderful. And I I've lost three Apple watches, so I don't lose this. It's amazing. And then the, and then the battery lasts for like three to four days at a time. Um, but it does, it tells me how bad I am at sleep sometimes. So it really keeps me humble. Um, and it, it tells you a readiness score, all these different pieces. So there's so many really wonderful, um, devices out there, bracelets and rings and ear pieces, right. You know, and, and it shows us if our interventions are working or not. Fantastic. Well, coming up next on The Heart of Innovation, we'll have more amazing gifts to give to those who are suffering from vascular diseases. So stay with us. Three years ago, my symptoms started with leg pain and leg cramps while walking. Me too, with a tightness in my calves. Well, do you know, my doctor thought that my leg cramps were a side effect of the statin he prescribed me. Well, my doctor just brushed them off as another symptom of old age. Mine thought the pain was radiating from my spine. My doctor blamed my neuropathy on diabetes until I got a wound on my foot that just wouldn't heal. Yeah, it turns out we all have peripheral artery disease, also known as PAD. It's plaque buildup mainly in the leg arteries causing poor circulation. For me, 
the diagnosis came too late and I lost my leg. But that does not have to happen to you. No, it does not, because there are treatment options available if you're diagnosed early enough. P.A.D. Peripheral artery disease. If you've been experiencing leg pain, leg cramps, or neuropathy when walking, and your doctor isn't hearing you, we are. We are the way to my heart, the largest support network for peripheral artery disease patients. And we want to help you get back on your feet again. Visit our website at thewaytomyheart.org or call our Legsaver hotline, 415-320-7138. Your life and limb could depend on it. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. So the holiday season has officially started since Thanksgiving was on Thursday, and we're talking about fun gifts to give patients who have vascular diseases. And, you know, we always talk about exercise uh, as part of uh, the treatment for patients with peripheral arterial disease. So there's a lot of obviously things you can buy, treadmills, rower, whatever, to to get some aerobic activity in. But um, we're welcoming Robert to the show. Robert is from Georgia, right? And you have a pad, uh, PAD life outdoors, right? So you've got peripheral arterial disease and you get your exercise and, you know, enjoy enjoying the, the Georgian sun. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I get out and uh, I like to go hiking. I like to get out whenever I get a chance. Um, I've been I've been an avid hiker most of my life. Um, a lot of people don't know it, but I actually climbed Mount Fuji when I was eight years old with my dad. Wow. So that was one of my big experiences in life. And I've climbed several other mountains, but uh, I'm just out there trying to keep going and let everybody know, even with this dreaded disease, you still can have a good quality life and uh, enjoy the outdoors everything. And I just do so much to try to keep it up. I'm not as, can't go as long as I used to go, but I mean, even if I get out for a two, three mile hike, I'm happy with that. So I think some of the really them. great gifts. Yeah. The great holiday gifts for people who have PAD um, or other vascular issues that you think help you and might help them to live out their favorite adventures? Well, I tell everybody, number one, you got to have either a good walking stick or trekking poles. Uh, trekking poles are great because they give you stability when you're walking on uneven ground. And they even have these little nice rubber feet that go onto them that you can use. So when you're walking on just regular ground or walking inside, if you need that extra stability, It'll be there for you and everything. So you, um, trekking poles, you can go to several different places, Amazon, Black Diamond, REI, and uh, you can go there and you can, those things cost anywhere from 40 bucks up to $200, depending on which brands you go with. Uh, Diamond right now has actually a Black Friday sale going on. It's $45 for oh, the wow. trekking. We paid so what about for the ones for my dad. So that's a great deal. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. And tell me, tell me a little bit more about a walking stick. Now, so I, I see folks have them sometimes. Um, now, is it mainly for stability or to, to you know shoe a bear away? What, what's a walking stick for? If you if you're going up and down hills and stuff, I mean, you can hit loose rocks, and it's going to I mean cause you to 
to slide some, so I use it just for stability. I mean, I'm, I still I walk with a limp, but so it gives me that extra. Just each step I take, I can put it down and help me keep from falling over. Um, I literally have. We have Marsha that's here. Yeah, um, I'm a hiker. Marsha has. Yeah, she's a hiker too. She's a pad warrior. You're a hiker. Do you use these uh, walking sticks? I do. I, I don't use walking sticks. I use trekking poles, and. Um, it's like the best investment I made and my first, I only have one pair and they're my first and I didn't get, get real expensive ones. They're from REI. But what's interesting about them originally, I would only take them if I had some inclines or if it was real rocky or something. Um, but I, I was reading about another Ohioan who is an, a hiker, his blog, cause I'm from Ohio as well. And, um, he was saying, and he's like in his late 70s, and he said he had wished he had started using hiking poles as a young hiker. It would have saved him from surgeries, arthritis, just to, it eases wow. the, the pressure on joints and things. And I would think any kind of a walking stick, I mean, but walking, trekking poles are great. And I usually only carry one unless I'm doing something fairly steep, but they, they really do. They help ease, you know, they're, they're a third leg. So they help, you know, balance and ease. What kind of what kind of shoes do you guys recommend? Actual hiking oh. boots or avoiding tennis shoes? Oh, you're going to show them. I bought hiking right. boots and I wished I hadn't. Um, I'll use them in the winter or when it's rainy. But I I love these and I had a pair of these. These are Brooks um, uh, Ghost, and you know they're not the cheapest shoe, but they are great on the train. But my my boots are too heavy. How do you feel? Is that what you have, Robert? I get the Merrill boots, which Merrill. I love these. They're number one. It's the best fitting boot I could find out there for me. And I wear a size 15. So as you can see, this is very large. Wow. Wow. <laughs> very, very hard, very hard to find. But that was another Amazon find I got right there. That was a, those were $120, but I wear out tennis shoes so fast just by walking. I can wear a hole through the bottom of them within three to six months. So how, how many miles do you, or how many steps do you do a day? Uh, right now I'm averaging about 7,000. I have, I mean, I could, on a good day, I could get anywhere from 12 to 15,000 on a good day. Yeah. And then, then I have wow. some day, not very good, but yeah, I do about 15. And pad and warrior. So my, my shoes are holding. Hmm? That's great. And we have pad warrior Douglas. Douglas, you were showing your, um, shoes as well. What are, you know, what gets you out there walking and make, makes things a lot easier um, for you. He is showing, actually, we have this behind-the-scenes video going on here. Those on the radio cannot quite see it, but he's showing some um, some boots as well. Maybe there's a difference. Uh, nurse practitioner Kay, you also have PAD. Are you, what shoes do you suggest and that help you? Are you like Marsha, or are you more like the, the guys with their boots? I hate to say it, but I cannot wear shoes that have to tie onto my feet. So I have to wear um, Velcro straps because of the swelling in my ankles, or I have to wear, they have to be boots that I've got toggles that I can undo to get my feet in them. So I cannot wear um, hiking shoes or sketchers or trainer shoes or any kind of shoe. 
So probably the best bet for those who have PAD and you want to get them a gift to um, for their feet, you want to make sure that uh, you probably want to do a gift certificate to Amazon, REI, or something right. like that and let them choose what's best for them. Come up right here on the Heart of Innovation. We'll have more gifts for your family and friends who have vascular disorders. So stay with us. You have a blocked artery and your doctor says you need a stent. So what do you need to know? Hi, I'm nurse practitioner Kay Smith with this week's Medical Notepad. Brought to you by Cardiovascular Systems Incorporated. Take a stand against amputation, advocacy, campaign and the way to my heart. So a stent is a small tube that expands in the artery to hold the vessel open. There are different types of stent a doctor can use depending on the vessel size and the location, as well as the reason why it's medically necessary. Some stents are bare metal. Others have a slow-release drug coating to help minimise the risk of blood clotting and restenosis, which is tissue growth, as happens like a scab forms over the top of a wound, which could clog the stent and re-block blood flow. Some stents are uncovered with a spider's web or a net-like design which allows for your collateral vessel development to help with additional blood flow. Other stents are covered with a type of fabric that will inhibit collateral growth if the doctor thinks the collateral arteries might create a competitive blood flow that will increase risk of blood clots. Covered stents are more prevalent in bigger arteries in the groin and abdomen, and are especially important in the case of an emergency, such as a vessel rupture or an aneurysm. So why do doctors typically stent an artery? The philosophy on stenting today is to leave nothing behind as much as possible and choosing other methods like drug-coated balloons to decrease the chance of clotting and further plaque buildup. So if a doctor guarantees you stent placement prior to a procedure, it's always important to ask why. In the larger arteries, such as the iliacs and aorta, they're more common and a doctor may almost guarantee stent placement. In the thigh, behind and below the knee is less common unless there's a problem and they need a bailout stenting to cover a perforation or a dissection. The reason why fewer stents are being used today is because it's not a matter of if a stent will reblock, it's a matter of when. It could be months, it could be years. Stents are more durable in iliac vessels and aorta, much more than in the thigh, and definitely from much more than behind the knee. Although newer, more flexible stents can increase durability in the bendier spots of the legs, proper sizing and placement of stents can also increase durability, which is why it's so important to ask your doctor to use additional imaging known as intravascular ultrasound or IVIS for greater accuracy. Age is also an important factor in durability. In younger people, the body's immune response to a foreign object placed in the body happens a lot quicker, creating that scab over the wound than in an older patient. 
Blood thinners can also help with durability and a doctor may ask a patient to remain on these medications for up to a year following stent placement. Some people may require them for life. Your compliance with lifestyle medications is a big factor in durability as well. Are you eating right? Have you quit smoking? Are you keeping up with your daily walking regime? Once the doctors do their part in opening the vessel, it's up to you to do your part. After a stent is placed, most patients go home the same day and can even get up and walk out on their own. You might feel a little soreness and experience some swelling after a stent is placed. You might even experience some bruising. You might also feel what's called reperfusion pain down the leg and into the foot after blood flow is restored and the tissues and nerves are awakened and filled again with nutrients and oxygen. What you should not feel is weakness, numbness or coldness in your leg after a stent is placed. That's when you should contact the doctor or seek emergency care following a stent placement. Seeking emergency care is also important if you experience excessive pain and tenderness at the access access site on the leg, which could indicate a blood clot has developed or possibly a hematoma. A hematoma happens when damage to the blood vessel causes large amounts of blood to leak into the surrounding tissue. A hematoma can give the skin a spongy, rubbery, lumpy feel. Never hesitate to contact your healthcare team if you have any concerns following the procedure. Just don't forget to ask your doctor after our services what they are before you leave their office in case of a problem. With this week's medical notepad, I am nurse practitioner Kay Smith. Medical Notepad is brought to you by Cardiovascular Systems Incorporated. Take a stand against amputation, advocacy campaign and the way to my heart. Always check with your healthcare team before acting on any information provided in the Medical Notepad series. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Okay, so this segment's going to be fun. We're kind of doing a speed round of what what to, what to buy, maybe what not to buy. Um, Kim, we wanted to touch on some exercise equipment, right? Because we always talk about right, because walking. walking is the best medicine. Exercise is great for circulation. So, yeah, we have uh, tr- Monique, who is yep. a she's a pad warrior and she is also an exercise guru certified trainer. And so she has all kinds of things that she sent us that would be great for people with vascular diseases. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is a good treadmill, right? Um, they're safe. You can obviously change the uh, incline, the speed. Great for folks right. that live in colder climate that can't get out during the winter. So treadmills are great. A stationary bike. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there now. Um, and, and, and sometimes patients from just kind of orthopedic issues have a hard time walking. And so getting on a bike can help, um, you know, get the muscles strong, get a good cardiovascular aerobic workout uh, as well. I don't know. So what are TheraBands? Do you know what TheraBands are? 
There are bands. They're the elastic bands, and you can put them around your your oh, ankles, yes, yes. and you can, uh, you know, split your your ankles open, closed. Um, a lot of what pad patients are concerned about, especially, is the loss of muscle mass, and so any opportunity that you can use to start you know, maintaining some of that muscle is really important. And those TheraBands, you can get them for all different levels and they're fantastic. Yeah. And, and also folks that so have, that's a really great gift. Patients that have venous insufficiency or so, you know, varicose veins, veins that are, we call them quote leaking, they lose muscle mass as well. And one way to get the blood from the foot back up to the heart is to engage your calf muscles and your quad muscles. And, and so strengthening those, uh, you can do a, uh, she had also recommended some kettlebells, so just uh, you know, handheld uh, kind of weights. Basically, uh, you can do squats with them. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. Yoga mats. I'm, I think yoga is, is uh, anytime you're increasing your flexibility, that helps with circulation. I'm not very flexible, but I, I, stretching I think is a great, great way to um, you know keep yourself limber and, and healthy as well. Uh, what else does she have here? Water bottles, slippers. Well, you also mentioned yeah, water bottles are great. That's such a great idea. You could be yep. very creative with those, and even we should make a we should make a bottles. save my piggies water bottle. <laughs> That's what we should do. Too. <laughs> That's to come. Stay yes. tuned for that. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, but also, you mentioned the stationary bike. Uh, one of the things that Monique, who's the trainer and also pad warrior, um, always does is when she goes onto her treadmill, she walks to the point where she experiences claudication and then she pushes through as far as she can. And then she gets off the treadmill. And instead of just standing around waiting for relief, she sits down, she gets on a stationary bike or she uses a foot bicycle and you can get them for underneath the desk. And that's a really great way that while you're sitting there also watching TV or even socializing is you can get a little bit of exercise in there with a foot bicycle. Yeah, we'll use, we have one of those. My dad has pretty bad Parkinson's. And so we, he's got a foot bicycle to kind of pedal to try to help his muscle mass too. So that's a great, uh, a great, uh, so what about getting somebody a membership to a gym? You think that's a good idea? Oh, that's a fantastic idea. Also <laughs> some really great. What do you think, Kay? I'd be very wary. A lot of gyms have not got qualified staff and they don't know about cardiovascular health. So that one's a bit, right. I'd seek advice on that one. You know, I so use our Maybe just go there to walk. use a treadmill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you using? Marsha's here. What did Marsha say? I, I said I use my local YMCA. And the good thing about YMCAs is you can go any place if you travel or whatever you can go anywhere in the country and use them but um mine has a walking track and you know in the winter time i'd rather be out hiking but um that's not always possible with pad i get really cold so sometimes being inside in the gym is nice and then i can use the cardio equipment as well also mentioning the cold uh how about heating pads how about heated socks maybe battery operated socks um a warm blanket is really great. Toe warmers, foot warmers, all of yeah, the above. We mentioned the too. Loves. We've mentioned too. Some folks have what's called Raynaud. So just kind of the their hands and their toes, when exposed to cold weather, can the vessels can uh, constrict and then they can get really cold and white. And and folks uh, need to keep their hands hands warm and feet warm as well. So good socks, good nice pair of gloves as well. Good stocking stuffers, right? Oh, good stocking stuffers, definitely really good. What about just overall socks, uh, what to buy and what not to buy. I know for especially chronic venous insufficiency, 
compression socks are great. You have people like um, Jill Somerset, who's a technician for PAD, and she developed flow socks, which actually have arteries um, embroidered on them. So you can, and they're knee high, which is great. But compression socks contraindicated for people with peripheral artery disease for the most yeah, part, yeah. right? And the, the disclaimer there is I, I do recommend compression socks in my patients who have PADs, who have PAD, assuming they're what we call their ABI or that, that kind of cuff pressure test that we do is above a certain level. So if you do have peripheral arterial disease and venous disease as well, make sure you ask your physician, hopefully your vascular physician, if it's okay to wear compression stockings. And we had some tips on how to right put those here. on, right? Well, maybe at, when we come back from the break, we can talk about quick ways to get those compression stockings on. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. This is our last segment, Kim. We've got what, like four minutes or so, and I think we should we should have That's our guest Sherry on from South Africa. We've got all the way from South Africa, yeah, right? Yeah, Sherry, cool. you have a question. Yeah. Hey. Um, my question, I think we did answer it, but it would be nice to hear from. Uh, the doctor. Hi, doctor. Hello. Um, I will be flying to the UK, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, next week. Now, the South African uh, PAD surgeons are saying that I need to wear compression socks. Being an ex-nurse, I know I mustn't wear compression socks because I have blood clots in my legs. And I'm flying international. Yeah, yeah, again, it just depends on if you've had a history of blood clots, um, you know, we do recommend patients who are flying, you know, within. So let's say you've got a six hour flight, get up every hour, walk around if you can keep pumping yeah. the calf muscles. Um, oftentimes we'll, for our, my patients who've had blood clots who are not on blood thinners, I will put them on a, a, a low dose of blood thinner for their flight. Um, and, and if you're, blo- if the, the arterial issues, so if you've got significant blockages in the leg arteries, um, as long as the number is okay on that ABI, you can wear compression stockings as well. But if, if they, if they help you, great. If they're not helping you, you don't have, you don't have to wear them, but while you are flying, move around if you can. And we have about two minutes left in the show. So we just want to go over just a couple more things before we go. Um, you can go to padawareness.org. There's some great swag for anyone who has vascular disease. Also through the way to my heart, we have our food for thought diet book. It's only 20 bucks. It's online um, in the UK. I think it's about 16 pounds. Um, so it's on sale for the um, holiday weekend as well. Um, also for those who have been amputated, there's a great clothing site. You should get a gift certificate for someone who might have experienced limb loss. It's called No Limits. And they have fantastic um, clothing that is modified for people who might have had an amputation. That's You guys put so much effort into that book, too. Um, I, hope, uh, I hope everybody gets a copy of it because, like we talked about last week, eating healthy is a, is a key to success as well. Thank you. Oh, that's it's really important. It's really important. And and Kay, you have a couple thoughts on maybe what not to buy. We've talked about on a serious note. Um, some of those pads 
um, what do you call them? The vibrating pads that are um, um, the vibrating pads basically can dislodge plaque in the bottom of your leg. So always check with your physician before you buy one of them. Um, and don't buy Christmas socks for a pad patient. They're too tight. They're going to constrict their legs. And as I've showed everybody else before, last but not least, I'm now holding up good old fashioned apple pie. <laughs> don't buy it for your pad patients. Thank you. What about a slice, Kay? You can buy a slice of apple pie for your pad patient. I'm diabetic, John. No okay. chance. No, no, you're not going to bite on that? Nope. Literally, she's not going to bite on it. <laughs> 50 grams of carbs a day, not a chance. <laughs> well, it's been a- but if it's a piece of dark chocolate, I think that she would bite. No, so, milk chocolate. No, milk chocolate. One square. Once a week with a cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. Okay. We've got, so we've got one minute left. Great show. I think Kim, uh, obviously I had some good, we have good recommendations for, for gifts for folks that have vascular disease. What, what are you going to get your father for, for Christmas? I'm sure he's probably listening. I'm actually getting him a nutter machine, a nutter, a nut okay. milk maker machine because I took him off regular milk. And so I'm getting him a nut milk maker so that he can have warm milk. Every night we're using cashews. Oh. You poor don't dad. Tell him, don't <laughs> tell him that I've got my lordship. He's going to be Lord Bill McNicholas. A lordship? What does that cost? Wow. He's <laughs> Scottish. Okay. All right. Good. And Douglas is already Lord Douglas Salisbury, if you would like to know. Oh, fantastic. He's one of our pad warriors. <laughs> and it is an official place. Thanks, everyone, for to the heart of innovation with emmy award-winning journalist kim mcnicholas and interventional cardiologist dr john phillips our mission is to help patients live a better quality of life through comprehensive education real-time support and high-touch advocacy in partnership with the way to my and take a stand against amputation Our purpose is to reduce the 1.5 million heart attacks and strokes and nearly 200,000 amputations annually. For more information regarding topics you've heard discussed on today's program, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. The Heart of Innovation is for educational and informational purposes only, and advice and views shared are not a substitute for medical advice from your own supervising physician. Do not act on any information provided in this show without the explicit consent from your own healthcare team. If you think you are having a medical emergency, call your local emergency number or go to the nearest hospital or emergency room. 
Leg health can indicate risk for heart attack, stroke, and amputation. If you have leg pain or cramps while walking, get checked for peripheral artery disease or PAD. PAD is plaque buildup in mainly the leg arteries. Be sure to ask your physician for an ankle brachial index, also called an ABI test, where they use blood pressure cuffs to analyze the blood pressure in your legs. If they discover you have arterial plaque that's limiting blood flow to your feet, medicine and a regimented walking program are frontline treatment. If PAD is in its advanced stages, your physician may schedule a surgical intervention. Minimally invasive tools are available to remove plaque and restore blood flow, including cardiovascular systems Diamondback 360 Athrectomy System, which sands away plaque that is a hard calcium. It's important to discuss all options with your physician, and if told you have no options, get a second opinion. Take a stand against amputation. For more information, go to standagainstamputation.com. That's standagainstamputation.com. This show is distributed by the Innovators Network. For more information and other great shows and content, visit theinnovators.network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.